Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Analytics Show, the podcast that helps you get better at marketing analytics. This podcast is brought to you by Supermetrics. Over half a million marketers use Supermetrics to move data from popular marketing platforms such as Facebook, Google Analytics, and HubSpot to their favorite analytics, reporting, and data warehouse tools, including Google Sheets, Excel, Google Data Studio, Google BigQuery, and more. Give Supermetrics a spin and search a 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. I'm your host, Anna Shutko, and today our guest star is Simeon Atkins, a senior industry manager at SimilarWeb. In this episode, you'll learn how to design an effective e-commerce ABM campaign, what the key components of an effective ABM campaign are, and what kind of data companies should collect to craft the right messaging for their ABM campaigns. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Hello, Simon, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Anna. Hi, everyone. So my name's Simeon. I'm a senior industry manager here at SimilarWeb. Um, just to give you a brief idea of what we do, um, SimilarWeb is essentially the official measure of the digital world. So if you want to find out what's going on online, SimilarWeb is the place to go. So we'll give you a complete picture of the digital landscape, everything from which markets and websites are growing right through to filling your sales pipelines with the most relevant leads. Great to be here today. Yes, I'm super happy to have you. And uh, like always, today is another interesting topic. So we're going to be talking about ABM as an approach and why ABM specifically is very effective when it comes to doing marketing in the e-commerce space. So my first question to you, Simeon, would be um, to all the listeners who do not maybe know much about this approach, what is ABM? Can you please describe it and maybe compare it to some other approaches to help people understand where the differences are? Yeah, absolutely, Anna. So account-based marketing or, or ABM is essentially a type of B2B marketing in which marketing and sales coordinate their efforts to target, engage, nurture, and then convert specific high-value accounts. So unlike more traditional inbound marketing, which generally focuses on Firstly, creating ads and content and then aiming it at a relevant audience. ABM is kind of the, the reverse of that. So you start with identifying prospects with the biggest revenue potential, and then you'll launch marketing campaigns that are tailored specifically to them. So there's, I suppose, three key components to ABM to be aware of. We'll sort of mention them at a high level now, and then we'll cover them in a lot more detail as we go on through the podcast. So the first element, as we were kind of alluding to there, is targeting strategic accounts. So the primary trait of ABM and the best way to recognize it is that it's extremely targeted, i.e. you pursue accounts that you've determined will generate a high ROI or will lend specific strategic value to your book of business. Then the next is executing campaigns across channels. So the whole notion of omni-channel uh, is nothing new, but it's particularly important for ABM, I find. So the goal here is to run coordinated, highly tailored campaigns across all channels that will really maximize user engagement. And again, we'll go into those specific channels as we go through the podcast. And then the last component is ongoing performance monitoring optimization. So like with anything else in, monitor, uh, in marketing, monitoring KPIs is integral to ABM. So keeping tabs on metrics like spend, campaign runtime and conversion rates, will really give you an important insight on how to optimize campaign performance and ultimately improve outcomes even more moving forward. 
Fantastic. I think there is a lot to unpack in this answer, which was perfect, by the way. I really love your definition. But now let's talk about the e-commerce space a little bit. So why is the ABM approach effective in the e-commerce space specifically? Well, I think in general, firstly, with, with ABM, you get a much better utilization of staff resources and budget when you're doing ABM. So again, with more traditional lead generation techniques, they require a lot of resources, very high budgets, because the very nature of them involve casting a wider net. You're inevitably going to be spending money on leads that don't end up being particularly relevant. That's just the nature of it. With ABM, with the kind of targeted approach there, you can really eliminate a lot of this waste by only looking at specific high value accounts, as we were saying before. And then as a result, marketers and salespeople on ABM teams can really focus their time and their budgets more effectively while producing higher ROI to show for it. And then you've got engaged, uh, increased engagement among your audiences. So again, because ABM campaigns are super personalized to your target accounts, it's much easier to get them to engage. And again, whether this is e-commerce or whatever you're, you're focusing on, this is, this is generally the case. So ads, content and events that feel super relevant to their unique needs and challenges are going to be far more likely to capture the attention of the people you're speaking to and influence them to actually take action. Um, as a result of this kind of more focused approach, you're then less, you know, you're then likely to see probably shorter sales cycles. So one of the reasons more traditional inbound marketing campaigns will tend to have longer sales cycles is because they'll generally tend to attract leads to a lower level of the organization. So they won't themselves have the decision-making authority and therefore they'll need to involve multiple stakeholders to actually make a decision. Because with ABM, you're, di you know, you're directly targeting the decision-makers or the, the biggest influencers within the company, it tends to speed up the process and shorten sales cycles generally. And then another byproduct um, of the kind of highly targeted approach is there's going to be less need for cold calling. So, you know, although there's still a hugely important place for cold calling in sales, it's safe to say it's not always the most time effective part of the sales process. When you start to narrow down your focus on a select list of high value accounts, there's far less need then to prioritize cold calling because obviously you kind of narrowed that search and you're speaking to more engaged targeted audiences as kind of like a byproduct of of the approach um, and then all this really results in enhanced alignment between marketing and sales which i think is becoming more and more important for businesses so ultimately to run an important abm operation marketing and sales really need to work closely together they really need to align on key components whether that's choosing which accounts to target the key messaging for those accounts um, and then when should sales begin that kind of outreach to those to those prospects as well so um, you know, with greater alignment between the departments, you know, that's then going to have a knock on effect on all of the campaigns that you're doing kind of moving forward. If you've got a greater alignment between marketing and sales, that's only going to be beneficial to you moving forward. Right. I really, really love how you mentioned the alignment between marketing and sales there. I also think it's extremely crucial, especially in today's B2B environment. And you've also briefly started touching on um, you know the components of crafting an effective ABM campaign and previously you've mentioned that um, you would have to calculate the ROI much better you have to start executing campaigns across all the different channels so if we start you know um, summarizing this a little bit what are the key components of crafting an effective ABM campaign so what should marketers start with when they start, you know, the whole marketing and sales alignment, when they start crafting the messaging, when they start thinking about these ABM campaigns. 
Sure. So, I mean, at SimilarWeb, we found that when you're building an ABM strategy, there's generally six key steps that you need to take uh, in order to create an effective ABM strategy. So step one would involve what we'd say is, is assembling your ABM uh, dream team. So there'll be companies that obviously have the headcount um, to establish teams that work exclusively, exclusively on ABM campaigns. Um, other companies will need to employ more of a blended approach. You'll have certain sales reps and certain marketers that will split their time between ABM campaigns and uh, their kind of regular marketing and sales efforts. But I think regardless of that approach, it's essential to have, as we were saying before, both sales reps and marketers involved and working very closely together. One thing that I would advise here is making sure that you've got reps that are firstly kind of experienced and well-versed on your prospects, needs and business objectives, as well as your own products and services. But I think the other thing to kind of mention here as well, that because ABM in its nature is very highly strategic uh, in its approach, I think it's always a good idea to involve individuals who are kind of strategic thinkers, creative and, and more performance driven. From the marketing side, I think the other important thing to mention here as well is that you obviously need individuals that are working on each of the channels, whether that's email, social media, content, webinars, uh, as well as just generally the marketing operation side of things as well. You just need to have people that are well versed in each one of those fields. Uh, step two would then require you to determine who you're targeting. So if you haven't already done this before, you need to define what your ideal customer persona is what does that look like and then once you've determined the traits of your ideal prospects the next step is then to identify the highest value accounts so some of the things that you can consider here would be you know what's the kind of product fit you know what's the strength in terms of the product fit what's the sales funnel length like what's the strategic value to my book of business what kind of competitors are they working with and what kind of territories um, are they operating in and this is where really the right sales intelligence tools can really help you pinpoint your ideal prospects uh, with a great deal of precision. So with SimilarWeb, uh, with our sales intelligence tool, for example, we have what's called our lead generator tool. And that's where you can start to build out high value accounts that have a clear need for your products and services. Um, so you can start to filter by key thermographic data like HQ location, employee headcount, um, and things like that, as well as contact data, um, and other metrics like where they're receiving their, their customers from as well. And then we also have on the other side of it as well, what we call our insights generator, which is where you can start to um, tailor your outreach to these specific prospects and include key data points as well to really enhance your email outreach and really kind of elevate you above the competition and, and really help kind of capture their attention in that respect. Um, step three involves identifying key decision makers and influencers. Um, within those companies that you're targeting. Um, so, you know, the beauty, as we were saying before, of ABM is that you're, you know, specifically targeting decision makers within your, your target account or the top influencers. So people that, you know, will really kind of help push these decisions through. The, the problem here, I suppose, is that, you know, reaching these individuals isn't always easy. Um, and one thing you definitely need is obviously the right contact information. Um, and again, sales tools like SimilarWeb can really help with this. We have over 400 million contacts, um, which include things like business emails, phone numbers, social profiles, um, which would all be kind of data protection compliant as well. Uh, the next step there would be required sort of looking at the kind of content and establishing the content um, relative to the people that you're sending it to. So after you've understood exactly who you're targeting, what their goals are, their pain points and challenges, then and only then will you be really in a strong position to actually start to put together your content, have an idea of what it should be focusing on. Again, like we were saying at the top of the piece, 
you know, more traditional uh, marketing campaigns would kind of start with the content and then send it out. Whereas we want to sort of reverse engineer that, start by really understanding our key customers, what their pains and challenges are, and then tailoring the content around that. So we've already mentioned that it's, you know, very important to have a kind of cross-channel approach with ABM. But one thing to consider here is that different decision makers in different positions will tend to favor certain channels over others. So for example, if you're looking at high-level executives, they might be more inclined to engage with something like an email newsletter, which comes straight to their inbox. Someone like a, a mid-level manager, for example, might have more time for attending webinars and reading blogs. So it's important to bear that in mind as well. But really, whatever channel you're working on, the key is ensuring your content focuses on topics that are most relevant to your prospects, their needs and their challenges. Once you've done that, step five is then launching your campaign. So this is the point to really make sure that marketing and sales stakeholders are totally aligned on the key elements. So things like the messaging, um, which channels are being utilized, and then at what point will salespeople then start to reach out to the prospects um, and engage in a dialogue that way. And then the final step involves monitoring performance uh, and optimizing campaigns. So as we were saying before, throughout the duration of the ABM campaign, it's really important to be monitoring key metrics uh, to assess progress and performance, um, which will then help you kind of inform both marketing and sales on how to optimize their efforts. So, you know, some of the KPIs here would be campaign duration, what kind of budget you're spending on it, what the engagement rate has been across the different channels, uh, the number of outreach attempts that have been made by sales to start getting a response, what the kind of length of the sales funnel is, um, what the conversion rate and deal sizes are. All of these are going to be super important in terms of monitoring the effectiveness of the campaign. And then based on, you know, the outcomes as well as prospect feedback that you're getting, um, particularly you know, the sales reps getting that feedback from prospects, you can then start to edit your campaigns to improve their relevance and impact moving forward. All right. Fantastic. I really love this six-step program. And now <laughs> let's talk more about the mistakes part, because I think that this, all these steps are very relevant. There is a great, um, you know, sequence of them. But when it comes to mistakes, what are the typical mistakes marketers make uh, when they are crafting the ABM campaigns? And you've talked about, you know, the dream team. So I guess it's not just the marketing team, there are multiple people involved. So what can go wrong? So what should um, the dream team be on the lookout for when they are planning the campaign and while they are executing it? Yeah, it's really kind of going back on a lot of the points that I said and then doing the opposite of them, I suppose. So, um, you know, with ABM, as, as we keep saying, you know, it's very important to be super focused and super tailored to specific strategic high value accounts. So I think, you know, what I've seen in the past is maybe having too much of a broad approach with ABM, almost kind of going back to more traditional methods, and then you're kind of missing the point in terms of what ABM should be. Um, so you might be targeting too broad of a, you know, an account base. You know, I think that it's more important to have a small number of very targeted accounts versus a bigger number of less targeted accounts, if that makes sense. So if you've got a list and you don't feel it's big enough, that might actually be a good thing because it's going to allow you to be super targeted and you know that these are your kind of top, top priority in terms of the accounts to be reaching out to. I think definitely when sales and marketing aren't aligned, that's that's where ABM campaigns can start to fall apart as well. So as we were saying before, marketing and sales really need to be working hand in glove. And I think if if that's not the case, I think that key components of the of the campaign can start to fall apart, whether it's the messaging, whether it's, you know, when sales are reaching out, are they reaching out at the right time? 
um, all these kind of things can can start to fall apart as as well. So um, I, I think it's really a case of, of, of like I said, the you know the kind of six stage strategy that I mentioned before. Um, it's just making sure that you're keeping to that. And and with ABM, like I was saying before, the, the, the key to it really is being very targeted, very strategic in your approach. Try not to be too broad brush about it and make sure that you have a good alignment between sales and marketing when you're going, kind of moving forward with it. All right. Excellent points. And um, another question I was really, really curious to hear your answer for uh, would be, so um, as you've mentioned, of course, um, marketing the marketing department doesn't just do ABM we also have a lot of other campaigns going on so my question to you here would be when it comes to convincing a marketer leader a marketing leader a cmo whether abm is one approach the company could try what kind of arguments should marketers bring to the table so you've mentioned focus on you know key strategic accounts being able to identify the accounts with high roi or potential roi but are there some other points they can mention when it comes to convincing someone that ABM should be the approach we could try? Because it does sound like ABM is quite labor intensive, so to say. Yeah, I mean, an argument that you can always lead with is the fact that you're going to be a lot more um, focused and strategic with regards to marketing spend. So with more kind of traditional approaches, it, it can be a kind of, you know, you're spreading a wider net and therefore you're going to be attracting leads that, you know, aren't going to be as relevant. With ABM, you know, every dollar you're spending should be on accounts that, you know, have a high value to your business and will be more likely to convert. So, you know, by by kind of definition of that, you should be kind of, you know, convincing the the powers that be that obviously your marketing spend is going to be uh, better position with something like ABM because there's more thought and, and strategy going going forward with that. And as you said, you know, correctly there as well in terms of like an ROI or from an ROI perspective as well, because you're being more strategic, you know, you're likely to then generate a, a higher ROI. It is true it can be more labor intensive because obviously there's a lot more kind of work and strategy that, that goes into it. Um, but my kind of counter to that would be the fact that, you know, you've got two teams working on it, sales and marketing. So you've kind of got um, you know, more of a workforce kind of helping with that. Um, and ultimately, you know, if, if the results end up being more effective and you end up kind of making uh, more money and getting a better ROI, then that should kind of justify, obviously, the work that you're putting in versus, you know, a campaign that might be a little bit more straightforward to put together and a bit more, um, you know, quicker to execute, but it's not going to generate the, the dollars at the end of it. So um, that would certainly be my approach to it. Right, fantastic. These are really, really good points. And now let's talk about data in a bit of a more detail. So what kind of data should companies be collecting to craft the right messaging for their ABM campaigns? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one thing to bear in mind before we go into the specific data points here is that sales and marketing teams will generally require different sets of data when working on ABM campaigns. There'll be some similarities, but there'll be definitely some differences as well. Um, so on the marketing side, you'll need certain metrics to help build campaigns based on what matters to your prospects. So that will include things like um, where they're receiving their traffic from. So if you think about a, a you know a website, is that traffic coming organically? Is it coming directly? Is it coming through paid search, et cetera? What the engagement metrics or the engagement rates are like on the website. So when people are going onto their website, 
um, how they're performing on the website. Are they, you know, staying and making a purchase or are they maybe bouncing after doing just one page? What kind of softwares are being used on, on that on that website as well? Um, right down to things like referral traffic, um, keywords and the kind of demographics of people visiting that that website as well. And then on the sales side, you'll need to focus on certain metrics that will give you a complete picture of your target account. So that could include things like um, what shipping provider they have, how much traffic they're getting to their website, what payment options they're offering on their website, um, right down to things like obviously the decision maker contact information, which we which we mentioned previously as well. All right, Simeon, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I learned a lot about ABM and now I have a much better structure of how to do it in my head. So now if the audience would love to learn more about you, where can they find you? Where should they go to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously you can visit similarweb.com to find out more information about ourselves. Um, I'm also um, going to be providing a link to, to yourself at the end of this um, to a page specifically talking about ABM um, and how SimilarWeb can help you with your ABM efforts um, and how we can kind of help you get more uh, tailored and more effective campaigns going out there um, and also feel free obviously to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn as well be more than happy to talk through this in a bit more detail awesome Simon thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you Anna and that's the end of today's episode thanks for tuning in before you go make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening if you'd like to kickstart your marketing analytics, check out the 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. See you on the next episode of The Marketing Analytics Show.